The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A Wednesday upon us and Arlen Suderman joins us with FC Stone. Probably the most anticipated Wednesday market because it's pre-report day and market's not looking too hot today, Arlen. No, not really at all. And it shows it reflects the bias of the market going into these reports. Um, Traders don't like to stick their neck out too far one way or the other ahead of a report because potential for surprises. And these quarterly stocks reports are particularly known for their surprises. They kind of defy logic. Then you throw in the acreage uh, planning intentions reports, and it adds a little bit uh, more opportunity for surprises. Uh, but the weaker bias is showing that uh, uh, there's a bearish cloud hanging over the commodity sector as a whole right now, and specifically over the grains. The grains are kind of the leader for the broader commodity complexes. We saw crude oil trying to uh, rally over the last week, and it really didn't have that big of an effect on the rest of the commodity sector. Um, so the grains continue to be kind of a bearish cloud right now. If you look long-term, there's still some healthy factors at play. But near-term, there's there's some significant problems. Now, looking at, uh, do you have any early thoughts? I mean, when you look at these pre-report estimates, everybody's kind of sharing what they're thinking. Anything really catching your eye, commodity-wise, that we maybe want to keep a close eye on ahead of tomorrow? Well, most of the attention's on the acreage number, so talk about those first, and uh our surveys are generally showing 88.9 million acres of corn and 92 million acres of soybeans. Uh, that may change by the time we're all done planting because it usually does, depending on what planting conditions are like, what the you know how 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 much uh, how easy it is to get the corn in the ground. You, if it is, then you tend to see more acres. If it's not, a fewer acres, and those acres kind of flip back and forth with soybeans. But that's what our surveys are showing us now. Uh, that's a little more soybeans and a little less corn than what the trade is expecting, about a million acres or so, well, about half a million on corn and, and about a million on soybeans. Um, and on spring wheat, we're looking for a little less than what the trade is expecting. We were originally looking for a little bit more, and we pulled back a, a little bit there um, because of some of the higher price opportunities that we saw in that area where farmers were taking advantage of the recent rally kind of market some new crops and uh winter wheat's going to struggle excuse me spring wheat's going to struggle in a lot of those areas um that's what a lot of people focus on but i think the stocks report is what at the end of the day may have the bigger impact on the market acreage might get traded for a day or two but uh stocks really tends to be where the big surprises are that kind of change the dynamics of the market i uh basically we're looking uh for USDA to uh, uh, see 8.612 billion bushels of corn in all in all locations as of March 1st. Now that is significant from the standpoint that it is nearly identical to where we were a year ago, and it is about 100 million bushels less than what the trade is expecting. So. As we look at this, we see a little higher feed usage than what a lot of people are are thinking. I know that uh, the higher DDG consumption is offsetting some feed usage, 
So we pulled a lot of cattle off of pasture early over the last six months because of the drought in the plains, put them on feed for a longer period of time. And I think that's going to start showing up in this feed uh, on this uh, quarterly stocks report as well as the next one. You uh, talk about, obviously, this report. They haven't really. This is just the perspective and, and the thoughts that they're thinking of. But so much weather is what we're dealing with right now. And, you know, kind of look at the rainfall in the plains where these wheat guys are, are blessing any sort of droplets that are coming out of the sky. Yeah, very much so. And if you watch the radar returns, um, it looks like the southern plains have had a soaking. And, of course, Kansas got some good rains the previous week or so. Over the last week, some good rains over southern plains. When you look at the actual rain gauge totals, though, they're not that impressive. Uh, and when you look at the Plains Hard Red Winter Wheat Belt as a whole, only 35% of the belt got more than a quarter inch of rain. Now, that's a big belt, and that's spread out. Uh, but when you look at the totals overall, uh, a lot of quarter, half-inch totals in the primary wheat-growing areas of Texas and Oklahoma. Good things to think about for these guys. I mean, you watch the radar, you see the rain falling, but to actually hear the reports coming out of producers, and obviously starting next week when we get the, the weekly updates coming from the USDA, that's going to weigh in as well. It certainly will. And when you get these half-inch rains, they do green up the wheat, and they do positively impact the crop ratings. But at the same time, if you don't have follow-up rains, they don't last very long at all. That's what's going to be critical, long spring and the follow-up rains. What about for the Delta Mid-South? We should be seeing some planters rolling, and social media has been pretty quiet in that regard. Yeah, and it's been very wet down there, and we got a wetter pattern setting up. And I think we could lose some corn acres. Now, it's not going to matter a whole lot in the big scheme of things, but it could carve off a little bit of frosting off the cake down in that area with the wet weather. And, of course, much of the Midwest is cool and wet. And that cool and wet kind of seems to be what's going to be in the forecast for the month of April. So do we expect a slowdown acre change because of that? Well, April's cool and wet. The market's not going to be too concerned about that until or unless they see that same thing extending into the month of May traders are convinced the farmer could plant the crop in 10 days as long as he has the month of may to get it done that's all that they're concerned about what about the eastern midwest i made the comment that i was in st louis over the weekend definitely some wet fields there you guys factoring that in as well yeah absolutely of course what the northeast has had four nor'easters so it's been a rough start to the spring for them uh but that is starting carbs makers kind of off the fringes All right, well, stick around, folks. We do have more of the Fontenelle Final Bell. Remember, Arlen has been telling us it was going to be a weather market. More is coming up after this. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Arlen Suderman is joining us with FC Stone. Of course, pre-report day, we talked about it, what the grains may or may not react to those numbers coming out tomorrow. Question for you, what about the livestock? How closely are they going to be watching these numbers from both a cattle and a hog perspective? Well, I think as a livestock producer, the number one thing I'd be wanting to watch is going to be those corn stocks numbers. We've had some big surprises in those numbers that produced uh, daily limit moves in the past, and it could be in either direction. If the stocks end up being two or 300 million bushels above or below what the trade's anticipating, you could get a big move in the market. 
that would sure significantly impact some feed costs. So that's what we're going to be watching from from that standpoint. What about for these cattle? Um, we talked about the weather that's been seen, the, the rains that have come down, not a lot of it in Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas area. Are we going to see a lot more cattle pushed off of those wheat stocks, put into the feedlots, maybe cows being sold, having to do some dispersing because there isn't enough pasture for them? Yeah, that's one of the things we for certain have been seeing is a lot of cattle coming in early over the last four or five months. Uh, particular, we've seen some lighter weight cattle coming in off the wheat pasture, going into the feedlots earlier than normal, which is why I'm a little bit toward the bullish bias on smaller corn stocks tomorrow, but we'll see. Um, I haven't heard a lot about cow liquidations yet. I'm sure there's some going on. Um, the rancher tries to hold on to that cow herd as long as he possibly can. The showers that we're getting in there in the area certainly give them some hope that maybe you can still grow some feed and get some pasture for those cows yet uh, going forward and be able to hang on to them. If, in fact, these big cattle on feed reports, or these bearish reports, we've had a long string of them where the numbers have been more bearish than expected. If, in fact, that is because largely of these cattle coming off early into the feedlots, we should see uh, a noticeable decrease in placements now as we go deeper into the spring and early summer because we basically have pulled those calves forward into the feedlot. So that's what we're going to be watching for starting with the next uh, cattle on feed report in April. This week, and even towards the end of last week, these cattle markets and the hogs as well, Arlen, have seen we go triple-digit down, triple-digit gains. It just cannot seem to find a happy medium within the trading range. Volatility has definitely been the name of the game, and not just recently, but the last few years, we certainly have seen that. Uh, it gets very frustrating for both the uh, producer and the end user, and it's a product of having a lot of money in a thinner trade market. We've seen in, in uh, the recent weeks a big liquidation of fund positions, and those fund positions have gotten a lot lighter than what we anticipated. We thought maybe that would ease up a little bit on the selling pressure, but the problem is now with the charts that turn so bearish that that tends to uh, lead to additional fund selling and shorting of the market. We did see a little bit of stability here in the last couple of days, um, and uh, that, and we basically have seen some cash trade kind of gradually develop here over the last couple of days, a little bit earlier in the week. Um, below expectations, kind of anywhere from 118 to uh, uh, to 121 on a on a live basis. Uh, that's about down a good five dollars plus. Most probably more heavily weighted toward the 121, uh, down about five dollars from last week. That is still well above where that April contract is trading, but well below where we anticipated. So. That first created pressure for the market, but then we started seeing a little bit of a bounce back uh, in some technical buying today after holding above uh, Monday's lows. Are we seeing some active buyer support for the hogs in today's trade? Well, yes, we are, and I think a lot of it has to do with positioning for the quarterly hogs and pigs report coming out tomorrow. We've talked a lot about stocks report, acreage report. That quarterly hogs and pigs report will be big as well. And we've seen a lot of pressure, a lot of selling and shorting of this hog market um, in the last few weeks. And coming into that quarterly hogs and pigs report, USDA's tendency for surprises, 
I think the strength that we saw today, which was rather significant, better than $2 and sometimes better than $2.5 gains for the June contract, uh, was basically profit-taking and short-covering ahead of that report just in case it uh, has a friendly surprise. Well, as we look, we are obviously tomorrow going to have a last trading day of the week as we head into the Easter Good Friday and then Monday come back and it's already the month of April. Any uh, parting thoughts as to what we're going to, what you're going to see feel towards these markets after the report yeah. into into April? Yeah, that can lead to a lot of volatility going into a three-day holiday weekend. We certainly saw that in the dollar already today. I think that was the end of the fiscal quarter positioning, uh, a lot of uncertainty in the world and and the Midwest weather takes on a whole lot bigger look. All right. Best way to reach you, Arlen. Folks want to talk more. INTLFCstone.com. Thanks so much. Arlen Suderman joining us this afternoon. Of course, the Fontenelle Final Bell is being brought to you by Fontenelle and all your local Fontenelle dealers. I'm Susan Littlefield on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.